police in the morning. Aliens invade Earth over the Christmas holidays, and it's up to Santa Claus and his elves to save the world. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here we be B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are the third week of December this year with Christmas sequels, the gifts that keep on giving. Oh, boy. And we're talking about the 1998 masterpiece of Feeders 2, Sleigh Bells by the Polonia Brothers. And thank baby Jesus, it happens at Christmas time, so we can review it right now. So you heard what the Amazon description had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's talk about the goodness in this movie. I mean, it's, it is Christmas. It's the giving spirit. It's, it's the goodness in everything. So what do you think, Paul? What's your top three? Oh, all right. I'm feeling quite charitable today. So number three, the aliens. Just like in the previous film, the tiny, cheap aliens were just hilarious to watch. They look even more unthreatening than they did the last time, and it's, it's just phenomenal. I mean, they, their legs are, like, fucking two feet long, and they're, like, they're like toothpicks glued, like, end to end. They're so skinny, like, I don't understand it. And there's actually one part where Alan picks up the alien and he goes, is this a toy that one of the kids own or something like that? I, I just love the fact they poke fun at the fact that they're really not all that threatening looking. Number two, the iconic guttural growls that the aliens make is back and just better than ever. And they also have this laugh. They get together and they're just um, kind of messing with people. It, it's phenomenal. <laughs> they expanded their vocabulary between the movies. So now instead of just, you also get, yeah. it's like fucking mnemonic chipmunks. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And number one, this movie is primarily a comedy rather than an attempt at a serious sci-fi horrors like its predecessor. And I think that was a really smart move. Since all the goofy elements from the first feeders could be played intentionally for laughs this time, it gave them a lot more freedom. It allowed them to poke fun at it. And overall, it was a really fun film to watch. So for me, number three, although this is a Christmas movie and Christmas music and decorations are everywhere, it isn't overly Christmas-fied. It's just kind of something happening in the background and not something that's rammed down your throat, which with most Christmas movies, it's like Christmas time, Christmas time, Christmas time. Hey, guys, remember good feelings and tidings for all. This one, it's kind of just like, yeah, Christmas is happening, but it's life. At the same point, it's not like Battle Royale 2 where I, I don't even know why it took place on Christmas except for maybe like one line. Like there, like Christmas actually happens to play a role in this one. Number two, speaking of Christmas playing a role, Santa Claus, the baddest mamma-jamma this side of the North Pole. He doesn't take shit from no aliens, and he's out to save Christmas for all. Laser guns and explosives and everything. This Santa, he's here to stay. Hell yeah. And you know, if we had, if we had a Santa battle royale, I think, I think this Santa would be a top contender for, uh, for Santa champion of the universes. He would definitely put up a fight. I don't know if he can quite beat the one from Santa Slays, but... I don't know if any of our Santas could beat Bill Goldberg. I mean, they just... He'd just give him the whatever his signature WCW move was and then move on. But anyway, number one, the aliens. I mean, they're, they're so cheesy looking, but for, somehow they're so deadly and they sound amazing, even with their, like, and... <laughs> like, I, I don't know. There's something so charming about those aliens. Like, I, I mean... They they are the best part of feeders and feeders too, like oh. no doubt. 
They're they're basically legendary at this point. So I guess on to the bottom three. What what wasn't so good about this movie? Right, number three. I'm a bit confused who has how this movie fits into the continuity of the feeders universe mythos whatever. The world doesn't seem to have been taken over by these diminutive invaders the way it was at the end of the first feeders film. Originally, this led me to believe this is a completely unrelated story. It's not related to the last one. However, John McBride's character is actually in this one, and he explains the events of the first one completely, leading me to believe it actually is a direct sequel. But then why is the world not taken over? Or at the very least, how did no one in this movie hear about the events of the first one? Maybe, maybe it's like simultaneously taking place with the first one and like, I don't know. I don't know. John McBride seemed very uh, disheveled over something. M- so. Maybe that's the future. So number two. As I said before, John McBride's character from the original feeders makes a brief appearance in this one. However, his only role is to provide an exposition scene in which he retells the events of the first film. He doesn't do anything other than that, and his story is never decisively concluded. Not only was this exposition scene kind of boring and unnecessary... It's a complete shift in tone from the comedic style of the rest of the film. It would have been better if the character had been sent to a mental asylum instead, and rather than doing an interview, he was talking to a therapist about what happened. This would have explained why the ending of the film is inconsistent with the last film, as the details from the first one could have been partially true, or perhaps a complete exaggeration. But then again, there are still little aliens running around, so this adds more confusion. And number one, spoiler, it was a dream. The whole movie was a fucking dream the whole time. Alan wakes up to find that it's Christmas Day, and everything involving the aliens and Santa Claus hadn't really happened. Except it does happen, because an alien pops out of one of the gifts Alan was opening, which is legitimately really funny, but... I just hate this whole it's all a dream kind of things like it's a personal like thing thing for me. I just I don't like the fake ads. I don't like the whole none of this ever actually really happened. So for me, number three, this movie was shot on shittio, meaning that the video and audio quality is pretty low. And even taking things from the original filming of it, you can't really improve upon it very much. Number two. I still can't figure out how these aliens are able to kill people. Just blow on them. They'll snap in half like the twigs they're made out of. I mean, seriously, people, how in the fuck do these little things kill you? I think the first one, someone, like, literally just pushes one to the side. And then, I mean, like, like they're never quiet. Like, they come up behind you and they're like... And it's like, you can hear them coming. Like, are you, are you deaf? Like, can you not hear these little things? And then their legs, they're like... Click, 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 because they're, they're made out of fucking sticks, and everybody has, you know, cement floors for some reason. And they only seem to attack in, like, groups of two anyways. Uh. Number one, I have a different feeling on the ending of this movie. And for me, it's like, was everything, was everything just a dream? Was it a premonition? Or did Santa just not blow the last feeder past to the land of sweet baby Jesus? You know, I just don't know. And for me, it really bugs me that there's no clarification on, was it a dream? Was it Mark having a premonition? Or did Santa just miss one? And that's the one that attacks Mark out of his present. You know, I don't know. And I, I really just, I, I can't deal with it. 
you know, feeders three yeah needs needs to explain this i was gonna say there needs to be a feeders three we, we need answers oh you know instead of answers you know what i guess we're gonna have to give our fans i think i know a good old-fashioned quote war quote war so we'll quote this maybe back and forth and you tell us who has the better quotes paul all right you know what i think this is gonna be the best christmas yet maybe santa will bring me some sanity for christmas Get back to work or spend New Year's on the unemployment line. I think you've been drinking too much eggnog. What a Scrooge. I've fought blizzards, freezing rain, and hailstorms, even bratty kids. This is a special present only the naughtiest people get. This is the worst Christmas I've ever had. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you want to say, please leave it in the comments below. I think it's time for us to give our final take on this film. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. So I have to say, you know, so I may be in the minority of the world in saying this, but I love Feeders 2. The aliens are even cheesier than the first film. They still sound just as amazing and even gain the audacity to attack Santa Claus himself. Santa, though, is a badass, wielding a laser gun and explosive presence. It seems like a real-life Christmas with stingy bosses, financial problems, and everything revolving around gifts. But then aliens appear, and all bets are off. The lines are absolutely hysterical at times, and once again, somehow it's proven that Alan survived the ordeal at Grizzly Acres to have a family and return to a normal life. Merry Christmas to all. Now let's kick some alien butt. The original Feeders by Plony Brothers Entertainment is unquestionably a unique film. The world is invaded by the most fragile-looking aliens imaginable, yet from what I can only assume is the collective incompetency of the human race, their plan for world domination miraculously succeeds. So when I heard there was a sequel to this infamous low-budget film, I had no idea how this new film would further the story. Would we see a post-apocalyptic world run by new alien overlords? Would John McBride continue the resistance against the tiny tyrants? The possibilities were endless. However, I never quite expected that it would be a film about Mark Polonia fighting side-by-side -side with old St. Nick against the guttural growling menaces. Nor would I have thought that this unorthodox decision would have been the best possible direction for this series to go in. It's not exactly controversial to say the aliens from the original feeders were kind of goofy. From their cheap designs to the weird growling noises they make, the film is unintentionally hilarious. So for the sequel, the Polony Brothers made the wise decision to amp up the campiness, emphasize the more charming aspects that made the original so memorable. Not only are we presented with the return of the aliens and all their miniature glory, but now they even have a hilarious laugh to add to their limited communication skills. On top of that, Santa joins in the fight for Earth's survival, and he does not take any shit from anyone who disrupts his busy schedule. The scenes with the aliens never fail to make me laugh, and their showdown against Santa and Mark Polonia fills me with Christmas cheer. However, even taken for what it is, there are a few problems I had with the film. There's an abrupt tonal change when John McBride's character retells the events of the first film, which felt very out of place with the overall comedic style. There were a number of scenes that felt superfluous, making the runtime feel kind of long at times. And I'm personally not a fan of the ending, with the twist that it was all a dream. All those factors considered, I think this movie is worthy to be 
a Christmas tradition. Here, here. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you want to say, please leave it in the comments below. I think it's... And there you have it. Uh, very good scores from both of us, but I, I really recommend this movie. Like, if you can find a copy of it or if you can see it online with one of your subscription services, do it. You won't regret it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch this every Christmas season from now on. So, I think it's time to tell our friends how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We're going to give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone who has nothing to do with the family is featured, take a drink. Number two, every time you enter alien vision, take a drink. Number two, whenever the kids talk about Santa, take a drink. Number four, anytime the aliens kill a pet, finish your drink. And number five, of course, because it's Christmas sequels month. Anytime the movie lets you know it's Christmas time, take a drink. Every time someone mentions elves or confuses one of the aliens with elves, take a drink. Every time you see a UFO, take a drink. Every time one of the aliens laughs, take a drink. And every time you see Santa Claus, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment in your iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So, it's the end of week three here at uh, Christmas Sequels Month this year. Let's uh, let's rank these movies real quick. For me, in the number three space, most definitely Battle Royale 2. I mean, it took the first movie and just n- nosedived into nothingness. I mean, it was terrible. The, the characters, unrelatable, unlikable. And the only reason they had Christmas was so they could say Merry Christmas like twice. You know, even though that's a guaranteed number three spot, for me, it's so hard to choose. So hard to choose between the next two movies. I think for the first time ever, I have a tie. At the number one spot, currently, sits Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, and Feeders 2 Sleigh Bells. Two badass Santas. Two bunch of murderings. Two movies that are just so bad, they're good. And they're both Christmassy as hell. And I love it. I, I, I can't I can't choose between the two. That'll be how you'll spend Christmas, deciding which one you think is think is the better film. So yeah, number three, Battle Royale two. Not a fan of the film. I was uh, more than a little disappointed by it, considering how great the uh, original was. Number two, this really was difficult because I liked both films a lot, but I had to. P- put Feeders 2, Sleigh Bells, in the number two spot. It was funny. I enjoyed it. However, it did seem to have some tonal shifts that I didn't really like. And, I mean, come on. Garbage day. How do you beat that? just don't. So, there you have it. I mean, I I do have a question to... To finish out on, though, Paul, do you know what happens after next Friday? Would it be the Friday after next? You bet your ass it is. We're taking a trip down to the ghetto to celebrate Christmas with Ice Cube and all his pals in Friday after next. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.
Ah, oh, que lindo, velho. Ah, que lindo.